This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining us. Really appreciate your time as always. It is very much appreciated. Uh, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. It means a hell of a lot when you do. So if you could absolute bonus thank you so much as always for doing so good morning to those joining us live in the chat box uh thank you everybody mark wilson good morning to you to nick uh good morning to temi to kaiser to josh kevin louis granddaddy guna paul stevie marcus blackshine ray stephen tony uh, aditya mark we've got uh peter uh we've got um <laughs> i'm djing in nyc arsenal's bar and need some song suggestions um seven nation army got the santi chant going love that status quo obviously get some suggestions in the comment section for peter uh and in the chat box as well Lars, good morning to you to johnny uh to aditya and john good morning to everybody hope you're doing good and well uh josh thank you so much for becoming a brand new member on the channel as well that's very much appreciated welcome to the tgt family and uh yeah i hope you enjoy your stay with us Right then, let's go into our stories. First of all, I've got to tell you about Arsenal's game against Wolves on Sunday. We previewed this game yesterday. I was joined uh, by Sasha and Marcus as we looked ahead to the final league game of the season, which of course will be at the Emirates tomorrow. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to seeing the kind of the spectacle of it all and uh, and getting down to the Emirates and seeing as many fans as as possible as well. Tonight, uh, there is the Arsenal Vision and Arscast live event at Union Chapel. Looking forward to getting down there for that as well. So if you're going, I look forward to seeing as many of you as possible. Drop me a message. Let me know that you go. It'd be great to see as many of you as possible, as well as our good friends over at the two podcasts that have done some excellent work and have really helped out here as well at the channel. And of course, helped raise that huge amount of money going well and beyond £400,000 for the Zatari Refugee Camp, uh, supported by the Arsenal Foundation, which we at TGT also helped contribute to by putting one and a half grand in ourselves. So very happy to be joining them uh, and watching the show tonight. Speaking of other podcasts, I'm going to be teaming up with uh, the incorrectly spelt 
<laughs> on the screen. Highbury squads. Uh, I'll be joining up with Sophie uh, this season uh, to discuss transfers uh, on a bi-weekly basis uh, across the summer window. So make sure you look out for more information regarding that and times and stuff about when that will be going down, going on. And yeah, I look forward to joining Sophie every other week uh, to have a chat about transfers and stuff like that. Now, Mikel Arteta has been talking transfers. He conducted his press conference yesterday in which he spoke uh, about the the plan, if you like. He said, obviously, the competition is going to be even harder next season, in my opinion. It's been the hardest in the 22 years I've been in this league. In order to do that, we have a really promising plan. We may have to reflect a little bit, take a step back to make sure this is the right one and go again with more determination and hunger to be even better. He continued by saying, getting the right foundation, um, building the right chemistry between them, getting them the right level of comfort and security, the new players, giving them a little bit of time to adapt to a new life, to a new country, a new team. And then obviously it really happened in a natural way when he started talking about um, last summer and bringing players in. He said then it happened in a really natural way. We brought some really good characters, great players, but really good characters as well. And they really grew into that team so quickly. We generated from the beginning what we wanted and the results helped, which is crucial. And then we started to have a good momentum. And Arteta will want to get signings through the door as soon as feasibly possible this summer. That is what he will want. So the same could kind of happen um, last time. You know, if you think about what happened last time and we're in a situation where we bring in Zinchenko, Jesus, early in the window in July, then we're, we're at pre-season. They can be integrated into the squad and we can get those deals done as soon as feasibly possible. Now, Edu has also been speaking. He spoke to ESPN Brazil, in which he said it's identifying very well where we can improve if they are individual, isolated positions, if they are units, if they are final thirds, as we call it here, if they are midfield, defensive part. This diagnosis we already have because we already have a very clear style of play by Arteta. Today, you see Arsenal playing and identifying with it. You know that is Arsenal style. So now it's time to understand where we can boost the units so that the team can improve and go to another level of performance. And I think there is another level. We have one more level. With me and Arteta talking, we find it. We believe that we have the level to improve in terms of performance and now make a good transfer window. Understand the need to get right athletes the character uh, characteristics <laughs> characteristics there you go the mentality of the athlete that we want to once again raise the level of our squads it's clear this whole other level thing is is going on around arsenal that clearly is obviously trying to match that of man city they clearly see themselves as a club that are the level below man city right now and that they want to take that step up to join man city in that area so that's that's what we want to see. Uh, fingers crossed uh, that we see Arsenal go up to that next level because that is going to be an impressive Arsenal side if it can take it beyond the level that we've managed to reach under Arteta and Edu so far. Now, there's been some hints that Reese Nelson will indeed sign this new contract. Art Rocha of The Athletic reporting yesterday that he is set to sign that brand new deal and plenty of outlets followed that report. However, seeing him in the brand new Arsenal kit seems to be the biggest indication thus far that this will indeed be happening. Otherwise, why would he be sporting the new kit if he wasn't going to be staying to feature in it? Who knows? Maybe it's because they're playing in it on Sunday. Maybe that's the reason. But uh, hopefully Nelson's going to be fit and ready for tomorrow's game. He is supposedly a doubt. Mikel Arteta said that he, Trossard, Saka, all doubts actually for tomorrow's game. Let's see who is indeed available, who's going to be there to play. And uh, hopefully we may even get some opportunity to see some of the youngsters come off the bench as well 
in the game. Now, Arsenal target of the past, Marco Asensio, is said to leave Real Madrid on a free transfer this summer. Fabrizio Romano has reported that so far no contract agreement has been reached, that the player has not yet managed to secure the future that he wants with the club. And uh, it looks to be that he will leave on a free this summer. Will Arsenal move for him? Arsenal have had interest in him in the past. I'm aware of that fact, but I'm not sure whether or not they're going to be going for him this summer. Uh, Arsenal have needs in midfield and in defence. And Asensio is more of kind of that wide playmaker. He can play on the right, can play on the left. He can play as an attacking midfielder. I'd love to see it happen, you know, just because of the the nostalgia of it all. Asensio has been a player that I followed for a very, very long time since his Mallorca and his loan spell at Espanyol many, many years ago. But uh, he has struggled to recover from that knee injury he suffered against Arsenal in a pre-season friendly and show the same level of form and creativity. He actually got something like 18-odd assists um, one season, which is kind of crazy. But uh, in La Liga, he managed to get 13 assists on loan with, on loan with Espanyol as a youngster uh, at 20 years of age. If Arsenal could find that form and recreate that at Arsenal, great. But I'm just not sure whether or not it's feasible anymore. Now, Arsenal have been reportedly outbid by Sasha uh, by Brighton for Sasha Bowie, the uh, Galatasaray right back that Arsenal have supposedly got an interest in. Uh, that's according to D- Nevzat Dindar of the uh, Turkish outlets out there. Suggestion that Brighton are competing with Arsenal for the signing of the young French fullback. Will Arsenal manage to get hold of their man? We'll have to wait and see. Is he even Arsenal's man? Are these reports genuine? We don't know at this stage. We'll have to wait and see. We are waiting for anyone else to corroborate these stories. But there are suggestions that Brighton has supposedly bid around 18.5 million and Arsenal's bid is around 70 million euros at this stage. Galatasaray said to be holding out for higher than 20 million, closer to 25, if they are to part with their young, exciting fullback. And finally, Arsenal, according to Tenneto, who I don't know much about, but suggestions are that he's a reliable outlet in Brazil, according to those that have been speaking and doing the aggregating on this story yesterday. Uh, I saw Renato talking about this. Uh, obviously, Doc and um, and plenty others have been discussing this story as well. But uh, I, I don't know how genuine it is. I don't have any information of my own on this uh, to corroborate the story. Um, but Arsenal said to have an interest in Corinthian 17-year-old youth international for Brazil, Pedro. Um, Arsenal have got links in Brazil. We've brought in players in Brazil and the you know the younger targets, Marquinhos most recently, and then Gabriel Martinelli before him. We've had interest in other players like Savio, of course, who then ended up joining uh, Trois in the City Football Group before going on loan to PSV. So, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that Arsenal would indeed be interested in signing um, Pedro. But uh, suggestions are from Neto here that uh, they will actually sign him. They've gone as far as saying that they will indeed bring the player in. So if that's true, I'll have to do some digging and research on on exactly what we can expect from the player. He's more of a winger, I'm heard, I'm told, but I don't know too much more beyond him uh, regarding what he would bring, where he's at, his level, what we could expect from him, would he go on loan, etc., etc. If indeed there are these stories that continue to grow, I will make sure to get you a tactical breakdown as soon as feasibly possible on the youngster. Well, let's go to part two then and your questions right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's go into the chat box and get some of the questions uh, going as well. Omar says, what's your playoff final prediction? I'm going for a 2-1 win for my local team, Coventry. Yeah, I think I think Coventry might be the side that, that, that edge it on the day. These are always frenetic, nervous games, uh, a huge, huge prize. I think it's an amazing achievement for both clubs, Luton and Coventry, two sides that have not been in the Premier League. Well, Coventry have been the, in, in the top tier for a long time. I'm not sure Luton have ever been even close, you know, to the top tier. That might be my bad knowledge of history of the football club, but I'm trying to think if, if Luton have ever been in the top tier. Some of our older listeners in the chat box may be able to tell me otherwise, but uh, Coventry certainly were and uh, could make a return, a long-awaited return after some, you know, some really dull years. They uh, were aside, I think they held a record for not going above something like seventh in League One for a ridiculous amount of time. So to be now in the potential of moving up to the Premier League with either Luton as well, is an amazing achievement to join Sheffield United and Burnley up from the championship. Uh, I look forward to it. I look forward to the final. I look forward to seeing who's going to get it. Um, Akbal says, what are your thoughts on Ivan Tony betting against his own team 13 times and the whole betting scandal itself? I know. I now think six months ban is not enough. It should be a year. What I think is really important to talk about, and this is now surfaced as well, is that Ivan Tony has been reportedly diagnosed with a gambling addiction and gambling addictions are very, very serious. Um, and it's something that should not be taken lightly. I'm hoping that during this time out of football, that the, the length of the ban that is there, um, that obviously he can get the help that he needs throughout this experience, throughout this, this period of time. I think that's the important thing to focus on. And uh, also, when it comes down to sanctions and when it comes down to bans and things like that, we need to start, you know, really having discussions about what we're equating a ban to and fines to. Because, you know, players have been banned and given fines for racially abusing other players for significantly less amount of time. Are we saying that, you know, betting and breaking <laughs> breaking the um, the betting laws that stand in football is a worse crime than racism because it, sh- it shouldn't be you know these both of these things are very very serious things but how we can start equating bans and fines to different you know things that just are on different planes of thought you know it, it starts to create problems so we need to discuss um that and and if there are further instances of of these actions, then when you really need to think about what we're doing, because if you start putting monetary fines on different actions and different breaches of protocol or laws and regulations, you create comparison uh, and comparison can be dangerous. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting that discussion. It's certainly one that needs more focus. Um, Let's go to James says, did you think Arteta choosing the connection as his single word to sum up this season was a good one? 
I do. Yeah, he took a long time to think about that. I was watching the press conference uh, as it went, and he took a long time to think about what word he would use. In my head, I was thinking about the word progression. That was what I would use. But I have asked Arteta myself about how he you know, looks at the season, about success and failure, and he's always wanted to avoid talking about the season as a success. So maybe he didn't want to use the word progression. But uh, I like the word connection. I think we've connected to our goals of trying to get up to the higher levels. I think we've made greater connections in the squad so that we are more attuned with what we're doing. I think there is loads of connections that we've made this season. I think we've built that connection more so with the supporters as well. It was a really good choice of words, I think. And uh, it's good to see him take the time to think about that. It's always appreciated. Some people might think, well, there's an awkward silence. You know, maybe you should answer faster. But no, I'd much rather that someone ask a question to paused, took a few moments and then asked the question. I always feel like the longer the pause, the more honest the answer. So, yeah, I was really happy with that answer uh, as well. Um, let's go to Guna Jake says, Tom, do you think the right back we linked to is the quality that we need? Someone that will be able to start a Premier League game and maintain the level required. Also, Asensio will add to the winner mentality of the team. I, I need to do more research into Sasha Bowie. I'm planning on doing a tactical breakdown on him after the season has completed, Jake. So uh, I'll be able to answer your question much more accurately once I've done that. But I would always you know, say to people, don't rule players out just because they don't play in the same league as other Premier League stars. But, you know, if Arsenal can get Premier League experience, that's great. But also you need to take players at face value. You need to look at them and analyse them and, you know, assess what they're capable of bringing into the team as well. Um, let's go to boom, boom, boom. Benji says, Tom, what if we are, what if we go looking for Graven Birch? I definitely see him leaving and how little game time he's been getting. And he could give us something if we didn't get, say, Caicedo. Graven Birch has obviously been a fantastically uh, hyped up talent from his time at Ajax, has gone to Bayern. It's not necessarily worked so far. There's something of the Renato Sanchez about that deal at the moment not getting enough minutes, not getting enough game time. He probably will get a loan. I think that's the smartest thing for Bayern to do for him next season. Get him a loan, get him playing regularly in a top league for next season. But if Arsenal are to move for him, it could be an alternative to other potential midfielders. He's not a defensive midfielder. I wouldn't class him as that. So if, you, if you're saying don't get Caicedo, go get Gravenberch, I don't necessarily see him as the same type of player. So you would have to adjust in that sense. But Absolutely, he should be on Arsenal's radar, uh, that's for sure. Um, let's go to uh, Mr. Ward, he says, should Arsenal consider bringing Eden Hazard in next season? I believe he could be a perfect fit and good experience. His injury record is just too too frenetic and volatile. You know, there's so many question marks about Eden Hazard. So, no, it's just, it's just not. I don't think so. Just not one I'd go for, Wardy, I'm afraid. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, I think that when Pep challenged uh, for the Premier League, he didn't win at his first attempt. So would you agree that Arsenal have been treated a little harshly from pundits? I think Arsenal are continuously treated harshly, Lynn. I don't expect that to stop at any point. You know, we're easy to batter. You know, we're very easy to to criticise because they know they're going to get a reaction. We're a very reactive bunch, us Arsenal fans. And um, because of that, unfortunately, that's going to lead to more club bashing from pundits. So, uh, yes, they are. We are treated harshly, but that's because they know they're going to get a rise out of us. Um, so that's that's the simple reason for that one. Um, let's go to Man Like Sally, says the lad from Brighton, the 18-year-old. He's absolutely smashed it this season. Yeah, uh, Evan Ferguson uh, has done 
brilliantly well and certainly will be on the radar of plenty of top teams, not just in England, but across Europe as well. Um, am I going to the game on Sunday? I am indeed, Omar. I will be there and uh, certainly will be looking forward to seeing the team do the lap of honour uh, around the stadium and, uh, and thank the supporters. The supporters can thank them for what has been, you know, a season full of really great moments. Um, a season I will not forget, uh, not forget for a very long time, if ever. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Derek says, "What did I? What did you have at the pub? I had uh, beer Moretti is my my beer choice at the moment, Derek. It's." Uh, it's very nice indeed. Uh, but there are other beers available if indeed you would like to consume some. Uh, Ansa says, I'm hoping to see Raw Waters play tomorrow. It wouldn't hurt, would it? Uh, I don't think so, no. I don't think it would hurt at all. I think you can bring him off the bench, give some of the kids uh, a chance to play in the second half if the if the uh, the score lines fits. And usually we play quite well on the last game of the season when we have nothing to play for. So let's wait and see. Um Let's go to Mr. Smith says, every time I watch Charles Watts, I try to guess how he opens his videos. Hi, Charles, what's here? Uh, the Arsenal <laughs> correspondent for goal. Yep. Uh, I started to do that with you, famous now, Tom. Um, I I think I'm the least unpredictable opener on YouTube. I think I say the same thing almost every single time. Maybe I have to try and switch it up because I know that people probably do mouth along with the intro uh, every time. I know I do it for myself for other podcasts. So, um uh, maybe I'll start throwing people off. You never know. Uh, I'll have to come up with something a little bit, uh, a little bit different for the intros. Um, do you think we should look at trusty in preseason? Says David. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think you should look at every player you've got available to you. If someone can offer something and you've already got them at the club, it's a bonus. So yeah, we should be looking at, uh, at Austin Trusty. He is wanted by a number of teams. He had a really good season for Birmingham. Is he good enough for the Premier League? I'm not sure. He's done really well in the Championship, playing at left-sided centre-back in a back three, in a back four, and even at left-back at times for Birmingham City as well. So uh, I'm probably planning on doing like a roundup of all of our loan players' seasons at the end of the campaign as well. So we'll hopefully bring you that uh, at some point in the next coming weeks or so. But yeah, certainly, David, I think Trusty is a player that we should look at. But I'm not necessarily optimistic that he would get an opportunity in the first team next season. But who knows? I could be wrong. Uh, 101 Collective Beat says, uh, Tom, if that was a choice between Gundogan and Rice, who would you pick? Absolutely pick Rice. You know, I like Gundogan a lot. I would sign Gundogan on a free. But I'd rather we sign Declan Rice this season for a significant investment um, and get him through the doors. Ben, what are your thought? Ben says, what are your thoughts on the new home kit? I really like it. But do you know what I really like? I really like the goalkeeper kit. And I tweeted about this yesterday, and I think it got a fair amount of traction from people agreeing um, that the away, the, uh, the away kit for next season, which is dreadful, with respect, in my opinion, it's, it's absolutely awful. I hate it. Um, I'd rather buy the goalkeeper kit <laughs> for this season. I think it's really nice. Like the black, the white, the, uh, the kind of the, the kite designs on the pattern on the front of it as well. Uh, I think that will get that could get more sales than the uh, than the away kit. That might tell Adidas what we think. Um, so yeah, a stand uh, an Adidas protest if you like a peaceful one by buying a different kit. The goalkeeper home kit is very nice indeed. Uh, yeah, the away kit is is not nice at all. And Marks has loved that keeper's kit. It is very very nice indeed. Um, Barry says, even my wife says, as always, up the Arsenal at the end. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. I've been doing it for years now. Uh, Ifiani says, Tom, don't you think Nelson is too average of a quality that we need for next season? Uh, I have seen Nelson come off the bench for this Arsenal team this season and give more than a lot of players that have been starting for this Arsenal team. I think sometimes that you need to try and take your mind away from your perception 
of a player that they've been for a very long time. I had to do that for Nketiah at points this season. Unfortunately, it's not been enough to convince me that he's the right player to stay on, but I was appreciative for what he brought in the times that he was here. But for Reese Nelson to sign a brand new deal, I don't think there's any downsides to that at all. Arsenal's intentions are to strengthen in midfield and defence and any recruitment that's made in the forward line was always going to be a bit of a bonus. So being able to keep Reese Nelson at the club, being able to harness that potential that is clearly there, I think is a really good thing for Arsenal to have for next season. So no, I'm not critical of that uh, contract being signed. I think it's a really easy stick to beat the club with and if people are choosing to do that, that's up to them. I personally don't. I think that Reese Nelson's contract renewal is protecting the value of the player you know, you're making sure you're not losing a really talented youngster for free and we could lose him next season for, you know, a significant amount of money. Um, and we protect ourselves with that. So I'm more than happy. People always kind of leaned on the Eddie and Ketty a wage. I think people maybe underestimated how much players get paid at that age profile. Stuart Armstrong I used when I was I joined Harry's show yesterday. If you're not subscribed to the Chronicles of Aguna, make sure you are. But I joined Harry's live show yesterday to, to point out when we were discussing Eddie's contract that Stuart Armstrong's on like 65k a week at bottom team Southampton. Skamaka's on like 90 grand a week at West Ham. I think Danny Ings is on a similar amount of money as well. You know, so 100k a week is is actually contextually not that high. So I don't think if we were to sell Nketi, it would actually matter that much, to be honest. So let's wait and see. Uh, Sanyik says, uh, is Brooke Norton Cuffey going to have a chance next season? He can be a good option for right back. Probably not. No, because he's not ready. Uh, he's very raw. He still needs to refine his game a lot. His uh, final third play needs to be improved significantly. And I think that uh, maybe continuing with Coventry into next season would be the right decision if they want to take him for another season. I think that that's the right choice. But he's not ready uh, for Arsenal. Um, you know, Rule Waters is probably, for me, ahead of him uh, in the pecking order still, even though he's not had a loan himself. But I think that the, the loans that Brook Norton Cuffey has been on to, to Rotherham, to Lincoln, I think it's Lincoln. Um, he went to Rotherham. No, it wasn't Lincoln, was it? He went to Rotherham to play with Coe and Bramall, who both joined um and, and Bramall was at Lincoln oh, I'm sure I'm sure he was at Lincoln am I wrong in that that's going to bother me I need to I need to do a quick Google search two seconds let me just check he has been on loan from Arsenal he did go to Lincoln on loan I was right I thought he did um but yeah he went to Lincoln and then he went to Rotherham and then he went to Coventry he's had three decent loan spells and those loan spells have shown that he still needs to improve quite a significant amount if he's going to be ready for Arsenal, but he's not ready to be a backup option for a team that are going to be in the Champions League next season. He needs to improve quite significantly if he's going to get there. So there you go. Um, let's go to... Uh, Josh says, Tom, can you see Arteta using Pep's approach of playing attacking midfielders and wingers for five consecutive games and then resting them for five games throughout the season to keep them fresh? If we have enough options, potentially, but I don't see that happening with Saka. I could possibly see it happening with Martinelli um, because we've got Trossard. But until we bring in like a right a right winger that's really competitive, more so than Nelson even, I don't think you'll see five games on, five games off. I just can't see that happening. Um, we're going to have to sign somebody in the forward line. If we sign a centre forward, maybe you can do that with Jesus and rotate more uh, seamlessly. But I think we're going to need to ro uh, to reinforce significantly before we can think about having a five-game on, five-game off. So so let's see. Let's see what happens. Anyway, uh, we're going to round things up there. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time, as always. Of course, the women play later on today, so make sure you tune in for that. It's, uh, it's a good opportunity uh, to try and finish the table 
as possible. Uh, and next season, hopefully we can go again and put on a better title challenge. I have no criticisms of Jonah, Jonas Ardeval at all. I think he's been so unlucky with the injuries that we faced this season. Um, it sucks that we've lost the players that we have. And maybe we would have been in a Champions League final or maybe even winning it and going further in the league. If we'd have managed to sign Russo maybe in January as well, that could have changed our fortunes. We weren't able to do that, even though we put on a record bid for her. Hopefully it's a, a strong end to the season and they can go again next year and uh, and look to win as many as possible. Same goes for Mikel Arteta's side. Look forward to the game tomorrow. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning, hopefully sporting the new Arsenal home kit by then. And tonight I look forward to seeing as many of you as possible if you are indeed attending the Arsecast and Arsenal Vision joint live podcast at Union Chapel this evening. I didn't manage to get to last year's. I'm very excited to go to tonight's show uh, and see the boys and uh, catch up with some people. It's going to be a great evening and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much guys for tuning in. I really appreciate all of you. Do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new and as always up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.